Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, believe it by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Where, where, where are we? <laughs> this is the swampland of Dagobah. It's where Luke was trained in the ways of the Jedi. Oh, too bad. I thought it was Florida. A show where a nerd fits in. The Riley and Kimmy Show. He's Willie Duckoo, Willie Duckoo, Willie Nilly Silly Old Bear. Well, hello out there. It's me, Winnie the Pooh. And don't forget to remember to stay tuned to the Riley and Kimmy Show. And don't forget to remember to keep on bouncing, says Tigger. <laughs> and we are bouncing. We're at episode 383 of the Riley and Kimmy Show. Remember the rules of the road here. If you are driving right now and listening to us, do not bounce. That's right. No bouncing allowed unless you hit a pothole. That's right. Yeah. No bouncing. Uh, Kimmy does enough bouncing for all of us. She's bouncing all over the place here on episode 383. I am your host, Patrick Riley. Right next to me is... Kimmy! I got one name! Kimmy! And you know, Kimmy had a big dog nap before sitting down for episode 383, and when I I shook her awake, this is what happened. Yeah, that's what happened, exactly. Yeah, wasn't it? Wasn't hey. it? That was kind of a recap, but actually, uh, one of the reasons we played that is we're going to uh, talk about the person who did that. Do you know what famous personality did that? Lucy. That's right. Well, we're going to talk about Lucy, and we're going to fuse in multi-platforms, Kimmy, because some people, unfortunately, only think of Lucy as for one thing, and that is that big TV show, the one I wish she would have stopped at. I wish, you know, once Desi and her, you know, kind of went their separate ways, I wish she would not have went back to trying to do the show. Mm. Those I kind of wish, kind of, you know, those. The Mm -hmm. Mr. Mooney things and those, I, Mm. you know, remember those? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure you watched those by force Mm. because you were stuck with like three TV stations and they ran those to death. Oh, yeah. I love the Ricky Ricardo years and and that and the Mertzes and that stuff. Mm -hmm. Love that, which we're going to get to. How us nerds kind of owe Lucy something, and we'll get to that real quick here on episode 383 of the Riley and Kimmy Show. Now, before sitting down and before awakening Kimmy, I, Kimmy, did you notice the change in throughout our Bat Cave and our Fortress of Solitude, the the addition to the Bat Cave? Did you notice the change that happened? Mm-hmm. And what was that change? Um, decorations. That's right. Patrick Riley finally got off his butt and put away the holiday decorations. They're coming to take me away, haha. They're coming to take me away, ho ho. Yeah, I left them up a little late. Yeah. Did you notice that? And I put them up uh, right, uh, well, matter of fact, uh, right at the end of September. So they were up for a long time. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I, I like all the pretty lights. Uh-huh. You know? And you know what's funny? You're, you're kind of looking at him going, he is crazy. They should be taking him away. I have a relative, um, a distant relative, and one I wouldn't actually want even close to me if they were close to me. I want to keep them distant. One of the things, they live in a town that's probably one of the smelliest towns, I think, in the United States, possibly even in the world, up in Illinois. I won't say exactly where, but it is what I call, and 
affectionately Smellville. They live in Smellville, and this relative, I guarantee you right now, or matter of fact, three months from now, you could go to their house, and it is totally holiday decorated for the winter holiday. Christmas, mm. whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. I mean, they have, they even have an upside down Christmas tree up right now as we speak. I can guarantee you that. Okay. They have even the yard decorated with people. Okay. Year round. All right. And so I am not the crazy one. Just keep that in mind. Yeah. You go, uh, yeah, he, he could be worse. Yes, he could be. Yeah. Uh, I could be. Yeah, that is true. Now, on 383, we're going to uh, move down the list of nerd things, Kimmy. We are the source of nerd. And by the way, if we don't cover something right here with the podcast, because there's so many things going on, our website is updated 24-7. You can get to our website. What's that address? RileyandKimmy.com. Now, we're going to talk about one of the most important things on television. And that just, as a matter of fact, even comic books. That just happens to be The Walking Dead. And how about The Walking Dead and movies? When you say that's impossible, well, not really impossible just kind of a stretch because what culture has 20 movies starring the walking dead actors in 2015 Hmm. you know maybe they're no longer on the walking dead maybe you know something happened to them maybe they became a happy meal for a zombie Uh you know that does happen on the show you become a happy meal and then you're the happy meal trying to find a happy meal (laughs) oh boy anyhow maybe that uh, former cast member is gone and you miss them. Or maybe it's a current one. We have a list, the 20 movies that are out there that The Walking Dead actors will be in in 2015. Not going to go through all of them, just some of them that just popped up in my head and said, hey, that's kind of interesting, even though they're all kind of interesting. One of them just happens to be somebody that you met, Kimmy, from The Walking Dead. You met, uh, let's see, at Spooky Empire Horror Convention in Orlando, Florida. And who was that? Michael Rooker. Yes, Michael Rooker, one of the nicest guys, I think, on planet Earth. You know, he's a big-time movie guy because of Guardians of the Galaxy, too, you know? Mm-hmm. And, you know, he could be just a snob, but he was not. No. He was down to Earth. Matter of fact, he teased with you and was kidding you what you wore in your uh, your meeting with him. Mm-hmm. Yes. Now, he is in a movie coming out in 2015, not Guardians of the Galaxy yet. He will be in Guardians of the Galaxy, too. We know that. But he's going to be in a movie called Bolden. That's the name of it. Now, hot on the tail of playing Yondu in Guardians of the Galaxy, Rooker co-stars in this fictionalized account of the life of Buddy Bolden, a musical pioneer who basically invented what would become known as jazz music. The film will no doubt be touched by tragedy considering Bolden's life story, which saw him admitted to the Louisiana State Insane Asylum at Jackson after a psychotic episode when he was just 30 years old. Now, it's hard not to expect Rooker to be playing an antagonist in that situation. Hmm. And, and that will be nasty. Mm-hmm. You know, let's just let's just face it. Uh, mental institutions probably weren't the nicest places on planet Earth back then. Right. So yeah, that w- I, I'm interested in that. As you know, I worked in the world of jazz. And so I kind of find that kind of fascinating. Mm-hmm. So I do want to check that one out. That's Michael Rooker. Now, Norman Reedus, he's going to be on the big screen as well. He's going to be in a movie called Triple Nine. Nine, nine, nine. That's okay. what it is. Now, Norman Reedus is also going to be with somebody from Breaking Bad, Kimmy. Any guess whom? Mm, Aaron Paul. Oh, you got it right. Aaron Paul and Norman Reedus are going to be together in one movie. Now, what it's about is a group of corrupt police officers, including Reedus, Woody Harrelson, and Casey Affleck, are blackmailed into pulling off a seemingly impossible heist. They must plot the murder of a rookie cop. 
likely to be played by Aaron Paul. Now, that's in order to orchestrate a 999. That's a code for Officer Down to pull off a heist across town. Mm. So, Norman Reedus and Aaron Paul. Okay. That is triple nine. And matter of fact, Norman Reedus is in another movie in 2015. Really? Yes, he's not going to be shy at all. He's in a movie called Air. Now, a second film in the space of a year for the coolest member of the Walking Dead cast. That's what uh, that's what some people say. Now, he's you know he's spending a lot of time bouncing around some movies. Now, Air focuses on two custodians who struggle to hold on to their sanity, living in an underground bunker with cryogenically frozen people meant to repopulate society. Okay. That sounds like a fun one, don't it? Yeah. So they're going with a bunch of popsicles. Uh-huh. And they're underground. Who knows what happened? Huh. They let them there. Wow. Can't wait. That's huh. all I have to say. Uh-huh. Now, if you want to find out the others and who's in what, uh, just go right to our website, which is RileyandKimmy.com, and you can find out more about that. Now, speaking of, you know, hey, you don't have to exactly wait till the movies come out in the theater to see somebody from The Walking Dead. I have a feeling, Kimmy, there is somebody from The Walking Dead that is going to be nearby. Is that not true? That's true. And where is that going to be? Who is The Walking Dead member? The Walking Dead person is Lou Temple. Lou Temple. He's going to be in Jacksonville at the Retrorama Pop Culture Collectible Show. And that'll be on Sunday, February 8th. So it's coming up. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's not that far off at all. What, like uh, 18 days or so when yeah. the show is uploaded. And that'll be happening at the Ramada Conference Center in Jacksonville. That is going to be a fun time. So a chance to meet somebody from The Walking Dead. That'll be in Jacksonville coming up on February 8th. Mm-hmm. A Sunday. And you know what, Kimmy? We have been invited by the promoters of this fantastic event and they said, hey, would you guys like to come on? You know, come on. We got a little booth space for you. Would you like to be there? And I said, yes. Yeah. And one of those promoters, John, who is part of the event, uh, he is a toy freak. I, you know, I could spend hours talking to him. Hope I get to talk to talk to him some more. I did talk to him on a podcast um, recently uh, because he's really like into Migos and 70s action figures and Star Wars. I mean, mm-hmm. guy really into Star Wars and Star Trek. He's into both universes. Mm. So... He's going to be a fun one to talk to, mm-hmm. for sure. And that is in Jacksonville, the Retro-Rama Collectible Show, which we will be at. And I believe, Kimmy, there is some uh, horror actors there as well, right? Yes, there are. We've got some hammer horror queens. Veronica Carlson and Susanna Lee will be there. Okay. And also Arch Hall Jr. All righty. And there's a ton of other guests that will be there. And to find out more, just go right to our website at RileyandKimmy.com. We have a link to their page. And by the way, a lot of collectibles. I mean, I was just, I was losing myself on their website, taking a look at the collectibles that will be there. I've seen lunch boxes, uh, people, vendors with uh, Mego figures, G.I. Joes. Oh, I am looking for some G.I. Joes, especially those 12-inch figures. That's the ones I go for. And I'm also looking for ideals, hint, big gems, and action Jacksons, if anybody uh, wants to hook me up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, also, Barbie, posters, Lego. Plenty of things that'll be there. And I bet there'll be pop vinyls, don't you? Sure. I bet there will be. And, you know, if there's some smart vendors there, and let's face it, most of those vendors are smart, right? Last uh-huh. show we are at, I didn't encounter one that wasn't. 
somebody is going to have Walking Dead stuff. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Don't you think that'd be kind of smart to do? And by the way, speaking of Walking Dead, speaking of being smart, cosplay, I don't think you mentioned there's a cosplay contest, right? Yes, there is. You did mention that or you forgot to mention that? I forgot to mention that. Well, you know, put that makeup on, put that mask, get that brown paper bag ready and come on down because there is a cosplay contest. So I'm calling out all my freaks, geeks, nerds, all my friends who uh, cosplay in some form, some capacity. Come on out. We want to see your stuff. This mm-hmm. is a chance to really nerd out. And that is in Jacksonville on February 8th. More information available right on our website, which is RileyandKimmy.com. Now, Kimmy, moving over, it was on this date in history, this week in history, something really big happened. I mean, it was so huge in television. Are you ready? Yeah. Now, this is way before your time. But I'm sure you kind of heard about it, and I know you watched the episode after the fact, okay? A thing called reruns. Now, it was 62 years ago this week when 68%, keep in mind, 68% of all TV sets in the United States were all tuned to one TV show. Can you tell me the name of the TV show? I Love Lucy. And she loves me We're as happy as two can be We have our quarrels But then, no How we love making up again Lucy kisses like no one can She's my missus and I'm her man And life is heaven, you see Cause I love Lucy, yes I love Lucy and Lucy Powerful voice, Desi Arnaz. Mm-hmm. There and yes, there were words to this to the show. Most people don't realize that they used it. I believe in one episode, but there were words mm. to that. And I mean, he was powerful. Mm-hmm. I wish I could have seen him perform. You know, I don't want to go back in time. Well, I would if I could escape the time. I don't want to be. I don't want to be trapped there. Oh my gosh, <laughs> I don't want to be trapped. I don't want to be trapped at his club. Remember what his club was called? No, the Tropicana. I don't, I don't want to be trapped to the Tropicana. I want to be able to escape. I want to be able to say, hey, it's time to leave. I, I, don't, I don't want to be stuck in that world forever. Anyhow, big show, very big. A lot of people watched it. And the reason was, you know, they were there was a lot of people watching the show as it is. But this episode in particular was because, can you tell me why? What was the big reason all the people were tuned in to watch? They knew something was going to happen. I don't know. The reason was, is Lucy Ricardo giving birth to little Ricky. Oh. It was 1953. And just so happens on that day, that exact same day, for real, Lucille Ball was giving birth to real-life son, Desi Arnaz Jr. Hmm. Now, just before filming the show, Lucy and Desi learned that Lucy was once again, now, before when the show started, you know, when it first started, was once again pregnant after multiple miscarriages earlier in their marriage. Now, with their first child, Lucy, that's Lucy Arnaz, they actually filmed the original pilot with Lucy showing but did not include any references to the pregnancy in the episode. This was because CBS thought the talk of pregnancy might be in bad taste and that because an ad agency told Desi not to show a pregnant woman. Do not do that. Hmm. Remember, 1953. Or uh, not 1953, but the early 1950s. Mm -hmm. Later, during the second season, Lucy was pregnant again with the second child, Desi Arnaz Jr., and this time the pregnancy was incorporated into the series storyline. And you've seen those in reruns. Now, CBS would not allow I Love Lucy to use the word pregnant do you know what they had to use instead expecting that's right that was the word they had to to use expecting 
Hmm. Now, the episode in which Lucy gives birth is titled Lucy Goes to the Hospital. It first aired on January 19th, 1953, which was the day before the inauguration of what president of the United States? Give me. Let's see if you know your history. Eisenhower. That's right. Think about the, your, how everything's changing you mm-hmm. know, in, in, in the world. Now, to increase the publicity of this episode, the original air date was chosen to coincide with Lucille Ball's real-life delivery of Desi Jr., because it was going to be by cesarean section. Now, Lucy Goes to the Hospital was watched by more people than any other television program up to that time, with 71.7% of all American TVs turned to it. 71.7%. It topped the 67.7 rating for the president's inauguration. Hmm. She whooped his butt. Now, in 2012, it was voted the best TV show of all time in a survey conducted by ABC News and People magazine. I Love Lucy was the most watched show in the United States in four of its six seasons and was the first to end its run at the top of the Nielsen's, an accomplishment that was later matched. Can you name one of the two shows that did that? They said, hey, it's time to pull the plug, even though they were top of the game. Mm, I don't know. Andy Griffith's show was one, and the other one was Seinfeld. Hmm. Now, Griffith pulled the plug on his and they made it Mayberry RFD was the spinoff. Now the show I Love Lucy is still syndicated in dozens of languages across the world and remains popular with an American audience Kimmy of 40 million individuals a year. Now I thought what we would do is go down a path of something well that was actually before I Love Lucy that Lucy was part of. Now Lucy did movies Mm-hmm. Uh, she is very attractive. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, the look that you see, I mean, I'm not saying she wasn't attractive in the I Love Lucy original TV run, but she was very glamorous, um, stunning would be the best way to put it. And I don't think people are aware of those films. But what we're going to talk about is the radio part. She was on radio a lot. She did a lot of radio. Matter of fact, the TV show I Love Lucy actually comes from radio. Hmm. The golden age of radio, Kimmy, otherwise known as OTR, is where I Love Lucy originally came from. Radio was new. Radio, someone still loves you. Yes, that's a Riley and Kimmy show. We still love you. Now, I'm not going to ask you to name the show because it wasn't called I Love Lucy. What it was called was My Favorite Husband. It was an American radio program and network television series eventually. Now, the original radio show co-starred Lucille Ball. It was the initial basis for what in, well, basically evolved into the groundbreaking TV sitcom I Love Lucy. Now, My Favorite Husband began on CBS Radio with Lucille Ball and a guy by the name of Richard Denning that was as Liz and George Cougat. Now, after at least 20 early episodes, confusion with band leader Xavier Cougat prompted them to do a name change. They changed it to Liz and George Cooper. Don't, you know, Cougat got to go away. Now, the cheerful couple lived at 321 Bundy Drive in a fictitious city of Sheridan Falls and were billed as two people who live together and like it. Any clue okay. who the main sponsor was? Mm. They liked to do radio back then. Hmm. And one of Lucy's, well, matter of fact, I think Lucy's top-rated uh, idols was sponsored by them a lot. It was Jello. Now, the hmm. program which aired, now get this, she did 124 episodes of this before I Love Lucy. It ran from July 23rd, 1948 through March 31st of 1951. Now, initially portraying the couple as a well-to-do banker and his socially prominent wife, but they took on three new writers, Bob Carroll Jr., Madeline Pugh, and Jess Oppenheimer, 
who took over the writing, and they changed the couple's name to Cooper and remade them into a middle-class couple, which they thought average listeners would find more believable and more identifiable. Now, Lucille Ball was asked to do a television version of the show with Jell-O remaining a sponsor, and CBS insisted on Richard Denning continuing as her co-star. However, Ball refused to do a husband-and-wife TV show without real-life husband Desi Arnaz. She wanted him to play her on-screen husband. Now, the network reluctantly agreed, reworking the concept into I Love Lucy after Ball and Arnez took a show on the road to convince the network that audiences would respond. I've seen still photographs of that. They went out and about and did the routines and convinced them that people would accept. Because they, they, you know, let's, the, the era, they, they didn't dig the network. I'm speaking on their, in their minds, trying to understand them was, they didn't think the multiracial couple thing would fly in mm. middle America, but they were proven wrong. Now, the writers, Carol Pugh and Oppenheimer, agreed to do the switch to I Love Lucy. Now, they reworked several My Favorite Husband episodes into I Love Lucy episodes, especially early in the TV show's run. For example, the 1948 radio episode called Giveaway Program inspired the I Love Lucy episode redecorating with some lines exactly the same. Now, many actors who had done My Favorite Husband radio show also appeared on I Love Lucy, sometimes in episodes where they reprised their roles using a reworked My Favorite Husband script. Now, the guy we mentioned who played her husband on the radio, Richard Denning, might be familiar, maybe not. You have to be a hardcore nerd. Oh, I know who this is. He played uh, her husband on the show, on the radio show, but he starred in a lot of science fiction films in the 50s, including Unknown Island in 1948, Creature from the Black Lagoon in 1954. He's that jerk that wants to get the creature out of the water. Mm. Remember that? He's the one that he's funding the boat ride and insists on going the exploration. Then he wants to take the, the creature. You know, yeah, he's that guy. Target Earth 1954. Day the World Ended 1955. Creature with the Atom Brain 1955. The Black Scorpion 1957. And if you like the original like I do, Hawaii Five O. you know, with, you know, Steve McGarrett played by whom, Kimmy? Oh, uh, Jack Lord. Yes. Well, Jack Lord answered to the governor of Hawaii, and it was Richard Denning. Yeah. So, you know, he had a wide variety of career. But he was her husband originally. And what we're going to do here is play an episode of old-time radio here of this original concept of I Love Lucy, what it originally came from, called My Favorite Husband. And we're going to go back in time to 1948, October 23rd, the episode is called The Quiz Show. And just listen to Lucy. But she is sharp. She's, I mean, when you hear this, you're like, oh my goodness. And it, it, to me, it makes me appreciate I Love Lucy even more because you realize just how much work went into this. If you're ever in Central Florida, one of the theme parks here has an I Love Lucy museum. Mm-hmm. And it's something to check out because you'll just see how important she was. And she did so much work and was passionate. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I, that is one person, in all seriousness, if I could go back in time, she'd be on my list to meet. Hmm. I would love to have met her. So here we go. Going back in time, here is Lucille Ball on the Riley and Kimmy Show. We present Lucille Ball in My Favorite Husband, based on the delightful stories of Isabel Scott Rorick's gay, sophisticated Mr. and Mrs. Cougar, starring Miss Ball with Richard Denning. Well, 
let's look in on the Cougats and see what they're doing. It's morning, and George Cougat is seated alone at the breakfast table. Liz is helping Katie, the maid, in the kitchen by fixing the toast. Liz, is the toast ready yet? Oh, just a minute, dear. Now it's ready. <laughs> Liz, what was that noise I heard? Nothing. Oh, how do you want it scraped, dear? Light, medium, or charcoal broiled? <laughs> oh, it doesn't matter. Well, if you hadn't heard me, you'd never know the difference. Here you are. Liz, you scraped it too hard. It's back to bread again. Well, I can't help it. It's a toaster's fault. If you'd fix half the things around here... Now, wait a minute. I did fix the toaster. I tightened the spring yesterday so the toast would pop up better. Oh, you did that. Well, you made the spring too tight. And you better apologize to Katie. What for? She fell into the sink running back to catch a high fly. <laughs> yes. And if it ever learns to throw a curve, we're really in trouble. Well, it's a perfectly good toaster. I'll, I'll try to fix it. You'll try to fix it, yeah. Well, what do you do, buy a new one? Either that or get Katie a fielder's mitt. <laughs> oh, George, let's not fight so early in the morning. No. All right. We'll, we'll wait a while. <laughs> yes. Mm, somehow I feel this is going to end up in a new toaster. Don't be silly. Your morning kisses are like coffee to me. That's how I wake up. Liz. I have a confession to make. What? My caffeine's been removed. <laughs> oh, silly. Come here. Sanka. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> you know, George, the way we kiss, I don't need a new toaster. You don't? No, just put a piece of bread in my hand and kiss me again. <laughs> Isn't it wonderful, George? No matter what we argue about, a kiss from you fixes everything. <laughs> you know, you could get around anybody with a kiss. Really? Mm -hmm. Well, when I get to work, I'll try it on Mr. Atterbury. Hey, what's that? It's in the kitchen. Katie! Katie, what's going on out there? Mrs. Cougat, Mr. Cougat, run for your life. What's the matter? What happened? The automatic dishwasher has gone crazy. <laughs> broken again. Oh, it threw every dish in the kitchen at me, and it's trying to climb into the cupboard to get some more. <laughs> oh, now, Katie, you mustn't be upset. It's not that tragic. Oh, I can't help it, Mrs. Cougat. That thing hates me. <laughs> well, you go back to the kitchen and get even with it. Pull its plug out. Yes, ma'am. George, I'd like to talk to you about a new dishwasher. Kiss me, Liz. Oh, no. No, with the toaster, it just meant burnt toast. This time, we may lose Katie. Why, that's ridiculous. What's the matter? Can't she wash dishes in a pan like everybody else? Well, but she's had the dishwasher so long, she might resent it and quit. And you know we can't find anyone nearly as wonderful as she is. Well, what are women coming to that, that they have to be pampered with electrical gadgets? Oh, we're not pampered. Well, the wives of our ancestors didn't have dishwashers. Pioneer women didn't have a lot of electrical appliances to do their housework. Of course they didn't. And where are those women today? Dead. Well, I'm not buying Katie a new dishwasher. And you can tell her so. She'll get rough red hands. Well, what of it? She's got rough red everything else. Well, 
I'll tell you the truth, George. I wasn't thinking, Katie. I, I was thinking of someone else. Uh-huh. Well, come clean. Whom were you thinking of? Oh, you're so grammatical. Well, I can't help it. That's correct. Whom were you thinking of? Yume. <laughs> me? I mean, me? What are you talking about? Well, if we don't have a dishwasher and it's Katie's night off, I'll be washing the dishes. I thought so. Oh, I don't care for myself. But when you come home and you greet me and you, you kiss my hand... Yes? You'll get dishpan lips. <laughs> Liz, you're, you're breaking my little heart. But I'm not buying Katie a new dishwasher, and you can tell her so. She's liable to get mad. So? You tell her, George. Uh, no, Liz, uh, you tell her. What's the matter? Are you afraid? Me? Afraid? <laughs> oh, that makes me laugh. Well, when you stop laughing, you tell her. <laughs> well, Liz, it, it's just that I don't want you to be a slave in your own house. You, oh. you have to be the boss around here. Let her know who gives the orders. Do you understand? Yes, you're afraid of her. No, she means nothing to me. I, I just want you to learn a lesson. All right, I'll tell her. I'm not afraid. I'll get her in here and I'll say to her, Katie, did Pre someone call me? Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, Mrs. Cougat has uh, something to tell you, Katie. No. Uh, yes. Uh, Katie, there's something you might as well know right now. What is it? I want some more coffee. <laughs> That's telling her, Liz. Oh, why don't you go to work? Katie, could I talk to you a minute, please? Just a second, Mrs. Cougar, till I get through washing these dishes by hand. Oh, don't worry, Katie. I'll get a dishwasher somehow. I asked Corey Cartwright to come over. Well, what for? I didn't think he knew about anything except women. He doesn't, but he has a lot of friends in radio, and I thought maybe if he could get me on a giveaway program, I might win a dishwasher. Do you, do you think you could win? Oh, listen, I've heard some of those shows won by morons, and I'm as smart as they are any day. <laughs> Wait a minute, that doesn't sound right. I must be Corey, I'll get it. Oh, he's in a hurry. Quick, close the door. What's the matter? Women. I can't get rid of them. Crowds of them chase me down the street. Well, it must be tough to be so irresistible. Hey, what's this dragging along in back of you? Oh, that. Well, that's nothing. Let me see. Why, Corey Cartwright, a bottle of taboo on a string. <laughs> well, it's a game I play. It's like fishing, only for women. Oh, you ought to be ashamed of yourself. Say, uh, what was on your pretty mind when you asked me to drop by, dear? Corey, are you still friends with that fellow who puts on radio shows? Well, sure. I've been on a lot of them lately. Two more programs and I'll have all my Christmas shopping done. <laughs> well, could you get me on one? Absolutely. What do you want to win? I've got a list of what they're giving away. Mm -hmm. Refrigerators, stoves, automobiles, diamond rings, wristwatches, and kitchen utensils. Yes, but I want... Garbage no... disposal units, Hoover vacuum cleaners, fur coats, house paint, pianos, radio phonographs, record albums. But you see, I'd like Typewriters, to have... six office buildings, a parking lot in downtown Los Angeles, and Arrowhead Springs. Let me off at electric dishwashers, please. Oh, it's a cinch. There's a program that gives away a dishwasher each week. It's called His and Hers. Corey, you've got to get me on it. Oh, there's nothing to it. Give me the phone, phone there. Hello? That's you, Smiley? This is Corey Cartwright. How are you, you old son of a gun? Yeah. 
Say, a couple of friends of mine would like to get on his and hers. Couple? Yeah, that's right. Uh, he's a banker. Uh, the name is George Cougar. Hey, wait a minute. Oh, swell. Goodbye, Smiley. Oh, Corey, wait. Well, Liz, you're all... on the show, too? Sure. Husband and wife teams compete together. That's what makes it fun. Oh, I don't know how George is going to take this. He doesn't know about it? No. Oh, you'll die. That's what I'm afraid of. <laughs> well, listen, Liz, you're not on till next week. I'll have George listen to the show. It's on tonight. And see if you can talk him into it. Remember the name, his and hers. All right, I'll keep his ears glued to the radio if I have to use scotch tape. Well, George, we have a whole evening to ourselves. What would you like to do, honey? Oh, I don't know. I can't make up my mind between going to a movie or visiting the Sterns. You decide. All right, I decided. Which is it going to be? We'll stay home and listen to the radio. But, Liz... I want to be alone with you, George. We can smooch. We can? <laughs> I could smooch with you 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 52 weeks a year, with time and a half for over-smooch. <laughs> uh, say, what's, what's this radio business? I thought you didn't like radio shows. Me? Oh, no. I love radio. I listen to it all day long. Oh, yeah? What programs? Uh, uh, Portia faces John's other wife. What? Uh, Ma Perkins can be beautiful. No, Liz. When a girl marries, it pays to be ignorant. No. Libby Owens, glass girl, glass blower. Oh, stop it. What scheme is brewing in that pretty little skull? Nothing. I just want to listen to the radio. I'll turn it on. Yeah, all right. As long as it isn't one of those horrible quiz shows. Quiz shows? Oh, if there's one thing I can't stand, it's a lot of silly characters making fools of themselves in front of a microphone. Oh, I, I think they're a lot of fun. How, <laughs> how can a person with any self-respect appear on one of those things? And now, ladies and gentlemen, our last contestants will come up to the microphone to compete for our big jackpot prize on his and hers. Mr. and Mrs. Paul Roney. Liz, that's a quiz show. Now, can either of you tell me the answer to this question? What is stored at Fort Knox? Oh, now, that, now, that's an insult to his intelligence, and any fool knows what's stored at Fort Knox. Sure, gelatin. <laughs> Here, turn that thing off. No, I want to listen. Gold is right, and Mr. and Mrs. Roney win the jackpot for tonight's his and hers. Good night. You, you mean both a man and his wife go through that? Yes. <laughs> Doesn't it sound like fun? <laughs> <laughs> Is there no bottom due to a human being's dignity? And now we'll announce the names of next week's contestants. Oh, no. What's the matter, Liz? Uh, you're right. It's silly. Turn it on. Mr. and Mrs. Tom Lefebvre. No, I want to see who the suckers will be next week. <laughs> Dr. and Mrs. Charles Van Tassel. And what other half-wits? Mr. and Mrs. George Cougar. <laughs> Liz. Well, let's go to a movie. <laughs> Liz, sit down. I don't like the look in your eye, George. I can explain everything honestly. Go ahead. Put the lamp down, and I will. <laughs> I'm just holding it so you won't knock it down. Now, stop shaking. All right, all right. I wanted a dishwasher, and Corey knew the master of ceremonies, and he fixed it up for us, that's all. My pal. Well, maybe he can find a job for me when Mr. Atterbury at the bank hears about this. Oh, he'll love having his vice president on a quiz show. 
Oh, I'll get it. Hello? Hello, George. How's the quiz kid? Oh. Hello, Harry. Just heard him say your name on the radio, George. Congratulations. Look, Harry. We're not this going... This is only the beginning, George. Maybe if you give yourself a home permanent, you'll be chosen queen for a day. Now, wait a minute. Well, goodbye, Queenie. Liz. Yes, Your Majesty? That's not funny. In half an hour, everyone in town will know about this. Oh, another wise guy. Well, I'll tell him a thing or two. Yes, I know. Quiz kid. Queen for a day. <laughs> and keep your smart answers to yourself. George, this is Mr. Atterbury. Oh, my gosh. It's, it's Mr. Atterbury. Well, goodbye, George. You stay here. Oh, no. Not you, Mr. Atterbury. George, I just heard your name on the radio. Uh, well, I can explain everything, Mr. Atterbury. You see... I'm for you, boy. Uh, yes, but my wife... Uh, what did you say? It's a stroke of genius. Excellent publicity for the bank. Oh, you, you, you like the idea? Why, it's sensational, boy. The kind of forward thinking we need. Show the public how intelligent bankers are. How'd you ever think of the idea, boy? Oh, I, I don't know. It, it came to me right out of the air. Well, it was a great idea, and I'm proud of you, boy. Thanks. Talk to you at the bank tomorrow, boy. Yeah, well, well, goodbye, Mr. Atterbury. What'd he say, boy? boy. Liz, he, he wants me to go on the show and prove how smart bankers are. I'm worried. Oh, don't worry, dear. I'll be right there with you. That's what I'm worried about. Oh. Oh. Now, Liz, hmm? I brought all these books home from the library. Uh -huh. And you know what we're going to do with them tonight? Press flowers? No. No, we're going to study for that quiz show. Mr. Atterbury got a block of seats, and everybody in the bank will be there. Oh, I've got a good idea, George. What? You answer all the questions. I'll just stand there. Yeah, don't be silly. If you don't open your mouth, what'll I tell them? That, that you're dumb? And if I do? <laughs> well, I see what you mean, but... But let's give it a try. Now, now here's some history questions. Uh, uh, here. Uh, what is the Monroe Doctrine? Monroe Doctrine? Yes. You, you, you know which Monroe it refers to, don't you? Oh, sure. Racing with the moon. the midnight blue. Well, never mind. I'll answer the history questions. Now, now let's try some natural history. Yeah, him. What is the name of an animal with long, sharp fangs and a shaggy head who stalks his prey at night? Oh, that reminds me, Cory was here today. <laughs> Never mind. I'll answer the nature questions. Now, that, that brings us to arithmetic. Oh, you answer the arithmetic questions, George. Uh, Liz, I've got a great idea. What? I'll answer the questions. You just stand there. Oh, good. I'm glad you thought of it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs>
night, Liz, dear. Hello, Corey. Well, tonight's the big night, hmm? Yes, and Corey, I'm just frantic. I don't know why I ever got into this. I'll disgrace George for life. Oh. He could even lose his job at the bank over some stupid answer of mine. Oh, Liz, don't be ridiculous. He'll have to give up his lovely office at the bank. He'll lose his swivel chair. Just think, all the rest of his life, he'll never swivel again. I thought you might be upset, Liz. What would you say if I told you I had the list of answers to tonight's question? Where are they? Here. I got them from Adele, the producer's secretary. I uh, had a date with her last night. Oh, Corey, I couldn't look at them. That's dishonest. Wouldn't be fair. Well, if that's the way you feel about it? Maybe one little peek. Just one. I'll just get the first question, that's all. All right. Oh, what do you know? I had the list upside down. I peeked at the last one by mistake. Now I guess I'll have to peek my way back up to the first one. <laughs> there. Mm-hmm. How can you remember them? Sure. Al Jolson, the sap runs every two years, mm-hmm. life with father, mm-hmm. and to scrape the barnacles off her hull. That's right. I wonder what the questions are. That one about the sap running, that must be about trees, huh? What do you care as long as you have the answers? You're a cinch, Liz. Oh, this is just wonderful, Corey. George is going to be so proud of me. Katie, I'm so excited about the show. I don't know what I'm doing. Hey, take one look at me before I go. Is my slip showing? Yes. How much? All of it. Uh, You forgot to put your dress on. Oh, Oh, my goodness. Here, help me with it, Katie. All right. All ready, honey? In just a minute. Al Jolson, the sap runs every two years. Life with father to scrape the barnacles off her hoe. What? Oh, nothing, nothing. Well, how do you feel, Liz? Uh, Get some facts in your little head? You know, George, you're going to be very surprised. I have a feeling I'm going to know all the answers. Well, now, now, don't do anything silly. I won't. Uh, Let me take the first crack at the answers. Oh, don't worry, George. I won't do anything except make you very proud of me. Well, goodbye, Katie. Goodbye. Uh, Goodbye, Katie. Kiss me for good luck, George. All right. Well, I don't know about that show, His and Hers, but there's nothing wrong with yours and mine. (laughs) Come on, crazy. Let's get this over with. All right, everybody. We're going on the air in just two seconds. Now, now, quiet, quiet. Presenting that sensational new quiz show, His and Hers! Yes, it's time once again to play that lovable, laughable radio game, His and Hers. And here's your master of ceremonies, Smiley Stembottom. (laughs) Good evening, everybody. This is old Smiley Stembottom. Here we go with another session of His and Hers. We have with us tonight uh, three man and wife teams. Uh, Dr. and Mrs. Charles Van Tassel, uh, Mr. Tom LaFever, attorney, and Mrs. LaFever, and Mr. and Mrs. George Cougar. Yay, George! Go get them, boys! Apparently, Mr. Cougar has some friends in the audience. Now, uh, while our contestants are waiting in a room off stage, I'd like to announce that because we have such an intelligent group, 
a doctor, a lawyer, and a banker, we have thrown out the easy questions we were going to use and have substituted harder ones. Now coming onto the stage are our first contestants. Uh, you must be Dr. Van Tassel. That's right, and this is my wife. <laughs> Apparently, Mrs. Van is tickled by her own tassel. Is she a little nervous? No, she always sounds like that. <laughs> yes. All right, here we go for our first question. Now, you only have one answer between you, so think carefully. Who discovered the fountain of youth and claimed he could live forever? Uh, Ponce de Leon. Absolutely right! Uh, what do you say to that, Mrs. Van Tassel? I knew you would. <laughs> now you have 25 points, and we'll go to the next question. What is your congressman's... I guess they'll call us pretty soon, won't they, George? Yes. Now, now don't be nervous, Liz. Oh, I'm not nervous. Well, let's go. Isn't someone knocking at the door? No, that's your knees. <laughs> All right, so I'm nervous. I should think you'd be, too, that, that those questions are liable to be tough. Oh, don't worry, George. I have a feeling I'm going to know every answer. Oh, look who has that feeling. Oh. Uh, Mr. and Mrs. Cougat, we're ready for you. Oh, here we go. Come on, George. And here they come, our third contestants, Mr. and Mrs. Cougat. You tell them, George! <laughs> Please. And now, uh, right up here to the microphone. Are you all ready for these questions? They're pretty hard. Oh, I'll bet they're not so hard. Well, we'll see. Now, uh, one answer for the two of you, remember. First question. Who discovered the fountain of youth and claimed he could live forever? Al Jolson. <laughs> oh, Liz. I'm so sorry. That's wrong, Mrs. Cougar. It is? Yes, but let's go on to question number two. Okay. Question number two. This is political. What is your congressman's term of office? The sap runs every two years. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Liz, have you gone crazy? Something's wrong, George, but I'll get the rest of them. Well, let me answer this one. All right, George. Uh, question number three. What has caused America to have such a great increase in population? Well, George? I don't know. Uh, would you repeat the question, please? Uh, what has caused America to have such a great increase in population? Is it life with father? <laughs> Wrong again. You uh, now have a total score of nothing. Oh, God, you're a stupid anomalous <laughs> No coaching from the audience, please. <laughs> and now for your last question. Oh, I'm sure to get one of these right. Why did the French people put Marie Antoinette under the sharp blade of the guillotine? To scrape the barnacles off her hull. <laughs> Mr. and Mrs. Cougat, you are the first husband and wife team ever to miss all four questions. Congratulations. Oh, thank you. Oh, Liz. And now all the contestants will... 
Liz, what's the matter with you? Oh, George, I had all the answers memorized, but they must have switched the questions on me. Oh, fine. Attention! Before the jackpot question, here are the standings of our contestants. The Van Tassels have 75 points. The Lefevers have 50 points. And the Cougars have... <clears throat> Now, uh, since our jackpot question counts 100, whoever gets it right will win our giant prize, an electric dishwasher. Oh, we still got a chance, George. Yeah. And tonight, we're adding a special prize to go with the dishwasher. 300 dirty dishes. <laughs> now, here's the jackpot question. At the last session of the Big Four Foreign Ministers in Paris, when Russia and the United States were in disagreement, what did Andrei Vashinsky say to Secretary of State Marshall? Oh, come. Someone must know it. What did Andrei Vashinsky say to Secretary of State Marshall? I give up, George. Let's go home. You're right! <laughs> that is what Vashinsky said to Marshall. I give up, George. Let's go home. And the Cougars win the electric dishwasher. And a Vyshinsky, <laughs> you're wonderful. Come on, everybody, the borscht is on me. George. Hey, George. Are you asleep yet? No. When, when you're trying to sleep, do you ever pretend things? Mm-hmm. What? I pretend that you've stopped talking. Oh. My favorite pretend is that I'm a, I'm a beautiful princess who swallowed a, a magic potion and I sleep for 20 years. Hmm. What are you thinking? I'm wondering where I can get some of that potion. Oh, George. You aren't very romantic. Come on, pretend something. Okay. I pretend I'm all alone on a deserted island. Uh -huh. And I see coming toward me a girl with flowers in her hair. Oh. Now, what do you pretend? I pretend she's ugly. Good night, George. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.